Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Second Canto, Chapter 10, Text 1 through 9. As a reminder, these podcasts are audio companions to a free online study course at our website, sarusangaonline.com. If you would like to delve deeper into studying Srimad Bhagavatam, please join us. If you would like to support broadcasting Srila Prabhupada's commentaries on Srimad Bhagavatam, please send funds through PayPal to sarusangaonline at gmail.com. Thank you. Srimad Bhagavatam, Second Canto, Chapter 10 Bhagavatam is the answer to all questions. Texts 1 and 2 Sri Sukadev Goswami said, In the Srimad Bhagavatam, there are ten divisions of statements regarding the following. The creation of the universe, sub-creation, planetary systems, protection by the Lord, the creative impetus, the change of Manus, the science of God, returning home back to Godhead, liberation, and the Summum Bonum. To isolate the transcendence of the Summum Bonum, the symptoms of the rest are described sometimes by Vedic inference, sometimes by direct explanation, and sometimes by summary explanations given by the sages. Text 3 The elementary creation of 16 items of matter, namely, the five elements, fire, water, land, air, and sky, sound, form, taste, smell, touch, and the eyes, ears, nose, tongue, skin, and mind, is known as sarga, whereas subsequent resultant interaction of the modes of material nature is called v-sarga. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda. In order to explain the ten divisional symptoms of the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, there are seven continuous verses. The first of these, under reference, pertains to the sixteen elementary manifestations of earth, water, etc., with material ego composed of material intelligence and mind. 
The subsequent creation is the result of the reactions of the above-mentioned 16 energies of the first Purusha, the Mahavishnu incarnation of Govinda, as later explained by Brahma in his treatise, Brahma Samhita, 5.47, as follows. Yet Kardananavajale Bhajatisma Yoga Nidram Ananta Jagadanda Saroma Kupa Adara Shaktim Avalambya Paramsvamortim Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bajami. The first Purusha incarnation of Govinda, Lord Krishna, known as Mahavishnu, goes into a yoga nidra, mystic sleep, and the innumerable universes are situated in potency in each and every hair hole of his transcendental body. As mentioned in the previous verse, Shrutena, or with reference to the Vedic conclusions, the creation is made possible from the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly by manifestation of his particular energies. Without such a Vedic reference, the creation appears to be a product of material nature. This conclusion comes from a poor fund of knowledge. From Vedic reference, it is concluded that the origin of all energies, namely internal, external, and marginal, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And as explained herein before, the illusory conclusion is that the creation is made by the inert material nature. The Vedic conclusion is transcendental light, whereas the non-Vedic conclusion is material darkness. The internal potency of the Supreme Lord is identical with the Supreme Lord, and the external potency is enlivened in contact with the internal potency. The parts and parcels of the internal potency, which react in contact with the external potency, are called the marginal potency, or the living entities. Thus, the original creation is directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or Param Brahman, and the secondary creation, as a reactionary result of the original ingredients, is made by Brahma. Thus, the activities of the whole universe are started. Text 4 The right situation for the living entities is to obey the laws of the Lord and thus be in perfect peace of mind under the protection of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Manus and their laws are meant to give right direction in life. The impetus for activity is the desire for fruitive work. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The material world is created, maintained for some time, and again annihilated by the will of the Lord. The ingredients for creation and the subordinate creator Brahma are first created by Lord Vishnu in his first and second incarnations. 
The first Purusha incarnation is Mahavishnu. And the second Purusha incarnation is the Garbhodakshaya Vishnu, from whom Brahma is created. The third Purusha avatar is the Kshirodakshaya Vishnu, who lives as the supersoul of everything in the universe and maintains the creation generated by Brahma. Shiva is one of many sons of Brahma, and he annihilates the creation. Therefore, the original creator of the universe is Vishnu, and he is also the maintainer of the created beings, by his causeless mercy. As such, it is the duty of all conditioned souls to acknowledge the victory of the Lord, and thus become pure devotees, and live peacefully in this world where miseries and dangers are always in existence. The conditioned souls who take this material creation as a place for satisfaction of the senses and thus are illusioned by the external energy of Vishnu remain again to be subjected to the laws of material nature, creation, and destruction. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said, that beginning from the topmost planet of this universe down to the lowest planet, Patala Loka, all are destructible, and the conditioned souls may travel in space either by good or bad work, or by modern spacecraft, but they are sure to die everywhere, although the duration of life in different planets is different. The only means to attain eternal life is to go back home, back to Godhead, where there is no more rebirth as in the material planets. The conditioned souls, being unaware of this very simple fact, because of forgetting their relationship with the Lord of Vaikuntha, try to plan out a permanent life in this material world. Being illusioned by the external energy, they thus become engaged in various types of economic and religious development, forgetting that they are meant for going home, back to Godhead. This forgetfulness is so strong due to the influence of Maya that the conditioned souls do not at all want to go back to Godhead. By sense enjoyment, they become victims of birth and death repeatedly and thus spoil human lives which are chances for going back to Vishnu. The directive scriptures made by the Manus in different ages and millenniums are called Sad Dharma, good guidance for the human beings, who should take advantage of all the revealed scriptures for their own interest, to make life's successful termination. The creation is not false, but it is a temporary manifestation just to give a chance for the conditioned souls to go back to Godhead. The desire to go back to Godhead and functions performed in that direction form the right path of work. When such a regulative path is accepted, the Lord gives all protection to his devotees by his causeless mercy, while the non-devotees risk their own activities to bind themselves in the chain of fruitive reactions. The word sad-dharma is significant in this connection. Sad-dharma, or duty performed for going back to Godhead 
and thus becoming his unalloyed devotee, is the only pious activity. All others may pretend to be pious, but actually they are not. It is for this reason only that the Lord advises in the Bhagavad Gita that one give up all so-called religious activities and completely engage in the devotional service of the Lord to become freed from all anxieties due to the dangerous life of material existence. The work, situated in Sad-Dharma, is the right direction of life. One's aim of life should be to go back home, back to Godhead, and not be subjected to repeated births and deaths in the material world by getting good or bad bodies for temporary existence. Herein lies the intelligence of human life, and one should desire the activities of life in that way. Text 5. The science of God describes the incarnations of the Personality of Godhead and His different activities, together with the activities of His great devotees. Purport by Srila Prabhupada During the course of the existence of the Cosmic Manifestation, the chronology of history is created, recording the activities of the living entities. People in general have a tendency to learn the history and narrations of different men and times. But due to a lack of knowledge in the science of Godhead, they are not apt to study the history of the incarnations of the Personality of Godhead. It should always be remembered that the material creation is created for the salvation of the conditioned souls. The merciful Lord, out of his causeless mercy, descends to various planets in the material world and acts for the salvation of the conditioned souls. That makes the history and narrations worth reading. Srimad Bhagavatam offers such transcendental topics of the Lord in relationship with great devotees. Therefore, the topics of the devotees and the Lord are to be given respectful oral reception. Text 6 The merging of the living entity, along with his conditioned living tendency, with the mystic lying down of the Mahavishnu, is called the winding up of the cosmic manifestation. Liberation is the permanent situation of the form of the living entity after he gives up the changeable, gross, and subtle material bodies. Purport by Srila Prabhupada As we have discussed several times, there are two types of living entities. Most of them are ever liberated, or nitya muktas, while some of them are ever conditioned. The ever conditioned souls are apt to develop a mentality of lording over the material nature. 
and therefore the material cosmic creation is manifested to give the ever-conditioned souls two kinds of facilities. One facility is that the conditioned soul can act according to his tendency to lord it over the cosmic manifestation. And the other facility gives the conditioned soul a chance to come back to Godhead. So after winding up of the cosmic manifestation, most of the conditioned souls merge into the existence of the Mahavishnu, personality of Godhead, lying in his mystic slumber, to be created again in the next creation. But some of the conditioned souls who follow the transcendental sound in the form of Vedic literatures and are thus able to go back to Godhead attain spiritual and original bodies after quitting the conditional gross and subtle material bodies. The material conditional bodies develop out of the living entity's forgetfulness of their relationship with Godhead. And during the course of the cosmic manifestation, the conditioned souls are given a chance to revive their original status of life with the help of the revealed scriptures, so mercifully compiled by the Lord in his different incarnations. Reading or hearing such transcendental literatures helps one become liberated, even in the conditioned state of material existence. All the Vedic literatures aim at devotional service to the personality of Godhead. And as soon as one is fixed upon this point, he at once becomes liberated from conditional life. The material gross and subtle forms are simply due to the conditioned soul's ignorance. And as soon as he is fixed in the devotional service of the Lord, he becomes eligible to be freed from the conditioned state. This devotional service is transcendental attraction for the Supreme on account of his being the source of all pleasing humors. Everyone is after some pleasure of humor for enjoyment, but does not know the Supreme source of all attraction. Raso vai saha, rasam hivayam labdhavanadi bhavati. The Vedic hymns inform everyone about the Supreme source of all pleasure, the unlimited fountainhead of all pleasure, is the personality of Godhead. And one who is fortunate enough to get this information through transcendental literatures, like Srimad Bhagavatam, becomes permanently liberated to occupy his proper place in the kingdom of God. Text 7. The Supreme One, who is celebrated as the Supreme Being, or the Supersoul, is the supreme source of the cosmic manifestation, as well as its reservoir and winding up. Thus he is the supreme fountainhead, the absolute truth. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Synonyms for the supreme source of all energies, as explained in the very beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, are Janmadi Asya Yataha Vadanti Tat Tatvavidas Tatvam Yajganam Advayam 
Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavan Ipti Sabjate, called Param Brahma, Paramatma, or Bhagavan. The word Iti used here in this verse completes the synonyms and thus indicates Bhagavan. This will be further explained in the later verses. But this Bhagavan ultimately means Lord Krishna because the Srimad Bhagavatam has already accepted the Supreme Personality of Godhead as Krishna. Krishna's too Bhagavan Swayam. The original source of all energies, or the Sumam Bonam, is the Absolute Truth, which is called Param Brahma, etc. And Bhagavan is the last word of the Absolute Truth. But even with the synonyms for Bhagavan, such as Narayan, Vishnu, and Purusha, the last word is Krishna, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Aham sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvam pavartate, etc. Besides that, the Srimad Bhagavatam is the representation of Lord Krishna as the sound incarnation of the Lord. Krishna sva damo pagate dharma jnana dibihi saha kalonasta drishamesha paranarko dunoditaha. Srimad Bhagavatam 1 3. 43. Thus, by general conclusion, Lord Krishna is the ultimate source of all energies, and the word Krishna means that. And to explain Krishna, or the science of Krishna, the Srimad Bhagavatam has been prepared. In the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, this truth is indicated in the questions and answers by Sutta Goswami and the great sages like Shonaka. And in the first and second chapters of the canto, this is explained. In the third chapter, this subject is more explicit, and in the fourth chapter, even more explicit. In the second canto, the absolute truth, as the personality of Godhead, is further emphasized and the indication is the Supreme Lord, Krishna. The summary of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam in four verses, as we have already discussed, is succinct. This Supreme Personality of Godhead and the ultimate issue is confirmed by Brahma in his Brahma-samhita as Isvaraha Paramaha Krishna Satchit-ānanda-vigraha so it is concluded in the third canto of the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. The complete subject matter is elaborately explained in the tenth and eleventh cantos of the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. In the matter of the changes of the manus, or the manvantaras, such as the Svayambhuva manvantara and Chakshusha manvantara, as they are discussed in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh cantos of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, Lord Krishna is indicated. In the eighth canto, the Vaivashvata Manvantarya explains the same subject indirectly, and in the ninth canto, the same purport is there. In the twelfth canto, the same is further explained, specifically regarding the different incarnations of the Lord. 
Thus it is concluded by studying the complete Srimad Bhagavatam that Lord Sri Krishna is the ultimate sumam bonum, or the ultimate source of all energy. And, according to the grades of worshippers, the indications of the nomenclature may be differently explained, as Narayan, Brahma, Paramatma, etc. Text 8. The individual person, possessing different instruments of senses, is called the adhyatmic person, and the individual controlling deity of the senses is called adhidaivik. The embodiment seen on the eyeballs is called the adhibotic person. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The supreme controlling sumum bonum is the personality of Godhead in his plenary portion of Paramatma or the Super Soul manifestation. In the Bhagavad Gita 1042, it is said Atava Bahonaitena Kim Gyantena Tavarjuna Vistabhyam Idam Krishnam all the controlling deities, like Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva, are different manifestations of the Paramatma feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, who exhibits himself in such manners by entering into each and every universe generated from him. But still, apparently there are divisions of the controller and controlled. For example, in the food controlling department, the controller of the food is the person made of the same ingredients as the person who is controlled. Similarly, each and every individual in the material world is controlled by the higher demigods. For example, we have our senses, but the senses are controlled by superior controlling deities. We cannot see without light. And the supreme controller of the light is the sun. The sun god is in the sun planet, and we, the individual human beings, or any other being on this earth, are all controlled by the sun god as far as our eyes are concerned. Similarly, all the senses we have are controlled by the superior demigods, or also as much living entities as we are. But one is empowered while the other is controlled. The controlled living entity is called the adhyatmic person, and the controller is called the adhidaivic person. All these positions in the material world are due to different fruitive activities. Any individual living being can become the sun god, or even Brahma, or any other god in the upper planetary system by a higher grade of pious work. And similarly, one becomes controlled by the higher demigods by lower grades of fruitive activities. So every individual living entity is subject to the supreme control of the Paramatma, 
but puts everyone in different positions of the controller and the controlled. That which distinguishes the controller and the controlled, in other words, the material body, is called the adibotic purusha. The body is sometimes called purusha, as confirmed in the Vedas in the following hymn, Sava Esha Purusho Nya Rasa Maya. This body is called the Ana Rasa embodiment. This body depends on food. The living entity, which is embodied, does not eat anything, however, because the owner is spirit in essence. The material body requires replacement of matter for the wearing and tearing of the mechanical body. Therefore, the distinction between the individual living entity and controlling planetary deities is in the Anarasamaya body. The sun may have a gigantic body, and the man may have a smaller body, but all these visible bodies are made of matter. Nonetheless, the sun god and the individual person who are related as the controller and controlled, are the same spiritual parts and parcels of the Supreme Being. And it is the Supreme Being who places different parts and parcels in different positions. And thus the conclusion is that the Supreme Person is the shelter of all. Text 9. All three of the above-mentioned stages of different living entities are interdependent. In the absence of one, another is not understood. But the Supreme Being, who sees every one of them as the shelter of the shelter, is independent of all, and therefore he is the Supreme Shelter. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. There are innumerable living entities, one dependent on the other in the relationship of controlled and the controller. But without the medium of perception, no one can know or understand who is the controlled and who is the controller. For example, the sun controls our power of vision. We can see the sun because the sun has its body and the sunlight is useful only because we have eyes. Without our having eyes, the sunlight is useless, and without the sunlight, the eyes are useless. Thus they are interdependent, and none of them is independent. Therefore the natural question arises concerning who made them interdependent. The one who has made such a relationship of interdependence must ultimately be completely independent. As stated in the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the ultimate source of all interdependent objective is the complete independent subject. This ultimate source of all interdependence is the Supreme Truth, or Paramatma, the Supersoul, who is not dependent on anything else. He is Shravashraya He is only dependent on his self, and thus he is the supreme shelter of everything. 
Although Paramatma and Brahman are subordinate to Bhagavan, because Bhagavan is Purusottama, or the Supreme Person, he is the source of the Supersoul also. In the Bhagavad Gita, 1518, Lord Krishna says that he is the Purusottama and the source of everything. And thus it is concluded that Sri Krishna is the ultimate source and shelter of all living entities, including the Supersoul and Supreme Brahman. Even accepting that there is no difference between the Supersoul and the individual soul, the individual soul is dependent on the Supersoul for being liberated from the illusion of material energy. The individual is under the clutches of the illusory energy, and therefore, although qualitatively one with the Supersoul, he is under the illusion of identifying himself with matter. And to get out of this illusory conception of factual life, the individual soul has to depend on the Supersoul to be recognized as one with him. In that sense also, the Supersoul is the supreme shelter, and there is no doubt about it. The individual living entity, the jiva, is always dependent on the Supersoul, Paramatma, because the individual soul forgets his spiritual identity, whereas the Supersoul, Paramatma, does not forget his transcendental position. In the Bhagavad Gita, these separate positions of the jiva-atma and the paramatma are specifically mentioned. In the fourth chapter, Arjuna, the jiva-soul, is represented as forgetful of his many, many previous births. But the Lord, the super-soul, is not forgetful. The Lord even remembers when he taught the Bhagavad Gita to the sun god some billions of years before. The Lord can remember such millions and billions of years, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, 7.26, as follows. Vedaham samititani vartmanani charjuna avishyani chabutani mamtu veda nakashjana. The Lord, in his eternal blissful body of knowledge, is fully aware of all that happened in the past, that which is going on at present, and also what will happen in the future. But in spite of his being the shelter of both the Paramatma and Brahman, persons with a poor fund of knowledge are unable to understand him as he is. The propaganda of the identity of cosmic consciousness with the consciousness of the individual living entities, is completely misleading, because even such a person or the individual soul as Arjuna could not remember his past deeds, although he is always with the Lord. And what can the tiny, ordinary man, falsely claiming to be one with the cosmic consciousness, know about his past, present, and future?